This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Happy 23 days prior to kickoff for Nebraska and Minnesota. It is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert on this side, Rico on that side. Hello, Rico. Hello. How was the day? So far, so good. Nice. Pretty solid. I got about uh, three quarters of the way through the new Nebraska version of Hard Knocks. Okay, so yeah, so it's about a 31-minute video. I'm going to call it Nebraska Knocks. I will say this. I believe that they spent too much time, and Austin agreed with me, uh, too much time on the water f- balloon f- fight. Did you Have you seen the water balloon fight? I fast-forwarded through it. Yeah. I, I, I saw it. Not that I saw it coming. I saw that it was starting, mm-hmm. and you, you know, YouTube's got that like plus five seconds. That's ten seconds. Ten seconds? But you're right. You clicked it. I just clicked it like three I times. I was like, doot, 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 doot. Because after about 10, 10 seconds of Pete throwing, seeing people throw water balloons at each other, I was like, all right, this that is was cool. I don't care. Yeah. So, um, like, cool. it's good. Like, it's, you know, have fun in in between all of the hard work. You have some fun, do whatever. But Maybe. also, like, I, it's all right. I mean, whatever. It's dude. fine. Yeah. Um, 402 464 5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Should have just had, like, fire hoses and just, like, <laughs> exactly. Have some cool. water balloons. Uh, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line are both open for you guys, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube. Twitch, Twitter, and then Allo Channel 951 if you want to watch us on your television sets. Uh, I was at practice this morning. Uh, we were there for about 20 minutes or so. Please inform and us. And spent a lot of the time around offensive line. Uh, just kind of watched from afar with quarterbacks. Uh, running backs were there, or, you know, someone in front of me as well. And then special teams was outside. And, and when I say special teams, they were going through uh, just kind of kickoffs and, and things like that. Um, and, and the guys that were, were technically back there for kickoff return duties uh, were, were Emmett Johnson, Billy Kemp, Elliot Brown, and Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Those were the four that were back there right now. Sign me up for Emmett Johnson kick returns, please, and thank you. Um, we heard from Matt Rule and D- Donovan Riola today. We'll get to some of those uh, conversations as well. We have that to talk about. We we also, as we are 23 days from kickoff, we're also 22, 22 days, days from Volleyball from. Day in Nebraska. Yes. And we got to talk about that. So we're going to talk about that here coming up in a little bit. Uh, just kind of giving you guys a lowdown on that that extremely special day. So I want you guys to picture it. Yeah, in, in Nebraska for, for volleyball. And so I, I guess let's start here. Let's go with Husker football first, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, and the Starter Heyman text line are both open for you guys. Now, there were some guys that were banged up. Obviously, we know Teddy Prohaska, uh, we found out last Saturday, is is dealing with another error, dealing with his injury. Um, Nuri Nuili was in a green jersey today. And, excuse me, but according to Matt Rule, you know, the guys, the only guys that uh, we need to worry about from a media standpoint are – 
um, Brody Tagaloa. Brody Tagaloa. And now Maverick Noonan, who suffered a knee injury and will be out for the year as well. Not an ACL, though, but he needs surgery, and it's a six-month yeah. recovery time, which I'm just, I've been racking my brain trying to think. Meniscus? Like, well, I don't like I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Be, the, it would just be speculation, anatomy, and we're not going to do that. But, like, yeah. he said it wasn't an ACL tear, so I'm just like, I don't know what else could have happened. I'm not a doctor or a, or a, or a what physical therapist or an athletic trainer, so I couldn't tell mm. you, but... Um, I mean, it's not his ACL, so that's positive. Six months, six month recovery, nonetheless, and so he's going to be out for Still the year. So when we walked into to the Hawks today, this is how they kind of lined up. Cor- Turner Corker was at left tackle. Ethan Piper was at left guard. Now you obviously, I, I mentioned Nuri Nuili has had a green jersey on. Um, after he recovers from whatever he was dealing with, he usually occupies that left guard spot prior to obviously him being suspended for, for the entirety of last season. Mm -hmm. Now he will occupy, or he usually occupied that left guard spot with him being injured. Ethan Piper slides over from right guard to left guard. And then Ben Scott's the Arizona state transfer is at center. And then Henry Latovsky is the the man who is filling that right guard spot, formerly of Ethan Piper, and then obviously Bryce Benhart uh, sits at that right tackle position. Now, another Henry thing Lutowski, we saw that is a name Henry Latovsky out of Iowa, out of the state of Iowa. Um, another thing we saw today was th- they lined up in in an old old school twenty two personnel type of style where it's the the two two running backs, two tight ends, um, and then one wide receiver out there, which signifies right this power football type of feel that Nebraska fans have been starving for. What was uh what what would you call one of those running backs, Nick? What would you, what would you call him? What what is that position that you would call one of those running backs? Would you call a it a fullback? There you go. A fullback. Okay. There you go. Just want I just I everybody just wanted to hear you yeah, say it. Yeah, a fullback. Nebraska lined up in a formation with a fullback and two tight ends. Don't forget they had uh, Omar Manning at fullback a couple years ago. Yep, that was weird. On the goal line. <laughs> oh, Omar Manning's lining up at the fullback. Why? What's this mean? Omar <laughs> Manning's going absolutely to, nothing. To, to score touchdowns on the goal line. Omar Manning's going to play. They should have just put uh, They should have just put Chancellor Brewington to fullback. I don't know why they never thought of that. They should have. They should have. I mean, you had, him running across, you had him running across the line. Why not put him at fullback? But nonetheless, so that, that's kind of how the offensive line you know, was lined up. Now... What's what's interesting as we go forward, right? Matt Rule talked about it, and I don't know if Rico, if you have the clip pulled up with Matt Rule, he talked about like what type of physical style of play they want to play, and we, we've heard it from Matt Rule countless times, right? But he he talks about how the trenches are um, are are the key to success in in pretty much everything they're going to do. Drumstick says this on the text line: two tight end set makes the run the ball guy very happy. I think it makes a lot of Husker fans happy, right? We don't know maybe necessarily the future of of what the Big Ten Conference and the identity is going to need to look like. It, we always have this thought that you have to be able to run the ball successfully in the Big Ten to to find success in terms of wins and losses, and maybe that's correct. But I think also in a guy like Jeff Sims who definitely can utilize his legs as more as a weapon more so than his arm maybe, if you're able to establish a running game, we have this conversation every every fall prior to the season. It feels like, but um, you have this uh, you have this this I, quarterback who 
you want to settle into a game, if you will, mm-hmm. right? And a way to do that, maybe through play action. What maybe that's through through obviously establishing a run, and then you can maybe open it up and and getting tight ends involved through the play action, or even the fullback on short yardage situations. So go ahead and, and play the clip here, Rico. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's the offensive and the defensive lines, right? You 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 can't be the type of team that we want to be if you don't have great offensive and defensive line play, and then you know. Add into that the tight ends and linebackers. You know your front sevens. Um, you just you know you just never be built on a solid foundation. So um, what I would like to see is them to continue to improve and play well, gain confidence, and then also you know kind of begin to take over sort of a little bit of the locker room, a little bit of like the you know the way we do things. You know when your team follows the O and D lines, you're, you're usually pretty good. So once again, that's just kind of Matt Rule after after today's practice and when he when he talked to the to the media earlier this morning, um, I was talking about wanting physical lines and how he'd like to establish that long term. There's another clip on the offensive line and and somebody asked him what what kind of offensive line he would like to have, and this is this is the answer for that one. I mean, I, I, I'd like to be a big physical you know offensive line that can do a lot of things, right? You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we want to run the ball and stop the run, and we want to protect our quarterback and affect their quarterback. So, um, you know, we need uh, we need big, powerful guys up there that are smart and can handle all the looks. And our defense certainly provides a lot of challenges. I mean, they see a different different defense on every play. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're training and they're coming along. Every time he, he talks about one side of the ball, he usually somehow figures out a way, especially offensive and defensive line. When he's talking about one of the lines, he'll find a way to, to mention both of them just because they are going against each other, you know, day after day. And if one is improving, you would like to think that the other one is improving as well. Once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder Heyman text line are both open for you guys, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and then Allo Channel 951 as well are all places for you guys to get in touch with the show. I so Rico, we we walked in this morning at practice, and the first thing we heard was Donovan Riola screaming. Perfect. That was the first thing we heard from from Donovan Riola, and and he is when we got around because offensive line. So when we walked in, I should kind of lay out the the picture here. Offensive line was the only group that was practicing indoors. Mm-hmm. That was the only group that was practicing indoors, and I think the reason, a big reason, why they did that was because special teams was taking up pretty much, you know, three fourths of the field for for kickoff duties and things like that. Well, offensive line was practicing inside, so everybody immediately, you know, started to kind of huddle around the offensive line and kind of just observe what was going on. And, and Donovan Riley did not hold back. I mean, there there were. Uh, Words being dropped and colorful language. Yeah, but like it wasn't in a bad way, right? It wasn't in a bad way. He celebrated the good that he saw, but then he also uh, criticized and and adjusted the bad. So when we saw that um, from just I guess Nebraska's offensive line, there's still probably need to be get a little quicker off the ball. I posted a video and and going back to watch it, still not very fast mm-hmm. off the ball. But um, I, I think anything is going to be progress over what we saw maybe from them from that group last year Donovan Donovan Riola was actually asked of how he decides when to maybe get on a guy rather than holding back a little bit you know but that's the standard right finishing right um you're not going after people that's just how you block right either you do it or you don't there's only one standard and if you don't do it in practice right when it's a critical situation in the game 
you won't get it. So we're smart with our teammates. We make sure we take care of our teammates because they are our teammates. And um, but we just be smart. Thought that was a good answer from from Donovan Raiola. Um, and and this coaching staff is not afraid to get on guys as as we've heard firsthand. Uh, Tony White did so as well today uh, when he was working out with some of the linebackers and such. Um, and, and so, you know, and just coverage opportunities and things like that. So we, they're going to hold that. these guys accountable. But as, as Rule said before, they're also going to show them a lot of love. So they're going to get on these guys, but they're also going to let them know that this is all coming from a place of love, and they're they're doing this so that they can get better and achieve their dreams, and and obviously the coaching staff can achieve, and and the whole university can achieve what they want to achieve, but. They're going to get on these guys because they want the best out of them. It's not coming from a place of malice where they're just going to yell at them Mm -hmm. to yell at them to get some sort of rage out. They're trying to get them to perform at the best of their abilities. And sometimes that that means you got to raise your voice a little bit. So, once again, the lineup for for, – and Matt Rule said it on Saturday – that hey depth charts they're not even thinking depth chart right now but maybe subconsciously they're putting guys out there with the ones with the twos right things like that pairing up the quarterbacks and running backs so that's kind of what I was kind of just watching um, in my own way subconsciously this this morning and, and wrote things down uh, the the offensive line lined up not necessarily a big surprise while Nuri Nuili was in a green jersey. We got a joke on the text line that says, couldn't the green jersey just mean that Nuri is just the new starting quarterback? And uh, maybe that is. Maybe Nuri's the new starter. But imagine, not- you imagine an option with Nuri at quarterback? I can't. I can't. Good luck um, tackling that guy once he gets running. But nonetheless, no. Nuri, Nuri will, I'm sure, figure out a way back to the offensive line. Uh, but Turner Corcoran is sitting at left tackle. Ethan Piper, for the time being, at left guard. Ben Scott at center. Uh, Latovsky at right guard, and then Bryce Benhart is fills out the offensive line on the right tackle position. Uh, and you would expect, as we've mentioned, when when, when Nuri Nuili comes back, that Henry Latovsky maybe gets bumped, Piper goes back to right guard, and then Nuri fills his spot in the left guard position. Other positions, just as we we finish out this segment on just kind of guys that were paired together. Obviously, Jeff Sims started quarter was number one quarterback up every drill. Heinrich Harburg was at was was behind him. Chubba Purdy behind him, and then the Iowa Western transfer Luke Longville, who I would love to see Luke Longville play in a game because he wears number twenty nine as a quarterback. Wait, what? He wears number twenty nine as a quarterback. Well, I mean. Doug Flutie was in the twenties. I, I understand that, so, but that's why I want to see it play. See him play. It is weird. Is because twenty nine at quarterback is really, really weird. Yeah, I don't like that. It's weird to see him throw the ball. Maybe in practice. he's just waiting because somebody else is going to get a single digit number. He's going to move on to that number. Supposedly, may, maybe, possibly, but uh, you, only uh, so, you only have so Luke, many numbers. Luke Longville not going to find time, unfortunately, in the in the fall. You and don't if, know that. If he does, then this thing could. Might we'll be talk off. about Luke Longville. He, we, he did talk to about Luke Longville. Should, should we, we play Luke should, Longville? We should play what rule he said talks about, about Luke scout Longville. team with Luke Longville. Yeah, we finished practice today. We went for about 20 minutes. I think it was like 22 plays with um, you know with that third group and let him take all the reps. And so he's smart. He's athletic. Um, you know, we, we just want to cr- uh, accumulate as many good players as possible and develop as many good players as possible. So whatever his role is, it'll be. But um, you know he's he's uh, he's an athletic kid who, who likes football. And, you know practices hard, plays hard, so um, it just it makes makes our team better. 
There so you go. There, there's Matt Rule with Luke Longville because uh, Matt Rule was asked about you know kind of the role for Luke Longville. Got which, him at a postgraduate camp. You you potentially bring him in to to run scout right for uh, for for your team, and uh, when when you when they worked on. They worked on like tosses and handoffs and just the the camaraderie, I guess, between quarterbacks and running backs today at practice. Right as we were finishing up, and here's how the running backs were paired with quarterbacks. Sims handed thing handed it off to Ramir Johnson and then Anthony mm. Grant. Sign me up for more Ramir Johnson carries. Heinrich Harburg, who was the number two quarterback, handed things off to Gabe Irvin. Mm-hmm. Emmett Johnson got it from Chubba Purdy, and then Luke Longville handed the ball off to Trevin Lubin. So, um, but I mean, more importantly, there, I think there, I think there's a, a legit battle at running back too between Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, and, and Anthony Grant. Emma Johnson, obviously, somewhat involved, but I think he the maybe finds freshman from maybe maybe yeah. finds finds himself a, a spot on special teams. But as Matt Rule has Matt Rule has as you know told us before, is that starters play on special teams for him a lot of the time as well. Defensive back, and this is in no particular order. They were just kind of working out. Um, Gifford, Singleton, Samford, and Quentin Newsom. Now remember, this is also with Marquise Buford, currently not practicing with the Huskers. And that's in the second group of uh, three guys. It was Taman Lynam, Ethan Nation, and Sincere Safiula. So obviously you're crossing over into cornerback and safety mm-hmm. in that in that in that conversation there between a couple of the guys, but those were some of the the group pairings and when they were going together. Uh, because I think there is something to be said about guys that not only are placed to go first, but also volunteer to go first. Right? You talk about a leadership type of thing, and and maybe they're uh, going against it that way. So once again, four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda of Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Heyman Text Line are both open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel nine fifty one. You can always follow us on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer and at Radio Rico AC. Um, we are twenty three days away from Nebraska kicking things off in Huntington Big Stadium against the Minnesota Golden Gophers and their quarterback, Ethan Kaliak manis Now, a day before, people forget that... You shouldn't. There's a... there's a In a few short weeks, right? Just a few short weeks. That week of, uh, of Volleyball Day in Nebraska and then the very next day, Husker football starting a new era under Matt Rule. Nebraska athletics is in for a great week. Those two days, that that forty eight hour span, and even that Friday after the Huskers' first game, mm-hmm. is going to be electric because the atmosphere. Although you don't have a home football game that week, or for the first two weeks for that matter, you'll have somewhat of an atmosphere, and it will come really close, if not to the same thing, when Husker volleyball takes the stage in Memorial Stadium and they play in front of ninety thousand. It's just a it's a run through for the concession people and for everybody that's running things at Memorial Stadium all the security that have to have to get things under control at Memorial Stadium this is this is their run through before football um, because they're going to pack in 90,000 plus people into this stadium to watch two volleyball matches and an exhibition between Kearney and Wayne State and then a regular season matchup i believe it's Nebraska's fifth game of the season when they face Omaha uh, at the I don't know what yard line. We'll just say like the 35-yard line in Memorial Stadium. So once again, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more. Also, 
Aaron Boone, after we just talked about him yesterday, he got ejected in a, in a great, <laughs> in great fashion. In great fashion. I really wish we could throw up the video onto the stream so the people could just head over there and watch it. But, but in, the, the in, the meantime, in the meantime, if you can, if you're not driving a motor vehicle right now, go over to Twitter, find it, search it on Google. Aaron Boone gets ejected because we're going to talk about that here coming up in just a few minutes because I have to get Rico's thoughts as he imitated an umpire yesterday and uh, it, it just keeps getting worse and worse for, for Aaron Boone and the New York Yankees. So we'll dive into that, but mainly talk uh, Volleyball Day in Nebraska when we return here. 22 days from Volleyball Day in Nebraska. We, we talk about it coming up next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.